Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Filling in for Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. It is BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Very happy to go out to the Brownie and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by the former Mets manager and baseball lifer. He is Bobby Valentine joining us here on the show. Bobby, we appreciate the time today. How are you doing? Good. I'm great. How are you guys doing? Doing all a great baseball weekend. We can talk baseball if you want. Absolutely. We've, we've certainly got some baseball questions for you. And Bobby, I'm curious, you know, what, what have you been up to lately? Are you still involved with the game? Are you, I saw previously you were the athletic director at sacred heart. Are you, are you still doing that as well? Matter of fact, I'm sitting right here, ready to have lunch at beautiful sacred heart university in Fairfield, Connecticut, where I am the executive director of athletics. Yes. I've been doing this for about eight years now. And what, how did that come about? What went into you becoming an athletic director at a university after spending so many years in baseball? Well, there was a job opening and the president asked me to fill it. So I came up and uh, figured out they had 32 teams. We have now 33 teams. They're all Division One. We have 1,000 athletes, about 93 coaches. They needed things to get in order. And I think that's exactly what's happened. Well, Bobby, we appreciate you hopping on with us today to take a little bit of time out of your busy afternoon, I would imagine. Um, I am curious. You mentioned it was a great weekend in baseball. It was a pretty big one last night for the Mets as well. What's been your early impression, if you've been following, about this New York Mets team after what was a pretty wild offseason for them? Well, they did. They brought in about nine new players, and uh, with all teams that have – Uh, a change of faces as much as the Mets did. They're getting to know each other. And I think um, the more that the more they play, the more they get production out of the guys who need to produce and everyone settles into their big league um, performa performa uh, life. They're going to be just fine. I think they're going to be the best team in the East. That's for sure. Bobby, I'm curious to know you mentioned about getting some more production. Francisco Lindor seems to be one of those guys that that is really, really needs to kind of turn it around. I'm curious to, to know what you're seeing from him and what you think he needs to do to be a little bit more successful. <laughs> well, I'm I'm not there teaching, um, but obviously a guy who's uh, going to hit 300 at the end of the year when you're hitting 170, that means you're going to hit 400. Uh, for a while to get up to 300 and uh, when he's hitting 400 for those months uh, 
here once it warms up, people are going to think that uh, they, they didn't pay him enough. Bobby, how long do you typically give it before you feel like you know what you have on your roster? Like in your history as a manager, was there was there a target date where you got to? Was there a number of games? When was it that you felt like you had a pretty good understanding of what your team was going to be? Well, that's a good question. It was usually right around June 1st, uh, usually about the same season that they played last year. You know, that's when you you had a really good idea of what you had and what the competition was and what you needed to do in order to have your team get better and how, uh, how you could compete against the competition. Bobby, when you and look- it's interesting that they only played the 60 games last year, and that's usually the, the time that teams start uh, figuring out who they are and, and what they need to do. It is, and it, it's presented some interesting dynamics for teams this year, especially when it comes to the way that they're handling their pitchers. And it, I know it is basically unprecedented. I, I don't think there was ever a time when they had to deal with something like this when you were managing. But how difficult do you think that would be to be able to go to look at your starters who threw 50, 60, 70 innings a year ago, and now you're trying to get upwards of 200 out of them? How difficult is that for a manager? Well, I think it's difficult in a way, and then depending on the maturity of your of your pitcher, uh, it's it's easier because they didn't throw the innings last year, so they have a little more in the tank for this year. Of course, you know you you, you have to progress the young people along and uh, make sure that they progress properly and they're not abused as you're using them. But uh, I think with a lot of veteran pitchers, they're going to, you know, let you know what they have and and what they can. You saw that Scherzer pitched a complete game yesterday. You see guys going eight innings now on a kind of semi-regular basis. So um, I I don't think the, the situations with the pitchers, I think the situations with the hitters and the hitters have to, uh, figure out what they need to do in order to make the game more exciting. Bobby, this game is always changing and we've seen a lot of new rules in the last season and a half or so. I'm curious to know, what do you make of rules like the, the extra inning runner or the seven inning double headers? And, and do you think this is good for baseball or, or do you think we're kind of straying away from the tradition of the game? Well, I don't participate particularly I think tradition is what should rule the game, but I think common sense should. And, uh, you know, what, what is the entertainment value of our game? And I'm not sure that extra inning rule really works for the entertainment value. Um, the seven innings, you know, as long as you know, going in, you're going to play seven innings and you'll play to the end. And the end is a little shorter than it used to be. And I don't think that that, um, uh, has that much effect on the entertainment value of the game, but you know, um, you know, get, getting crazy and trying to to figure out an RBI when when you know the guy in front of you was just put on second base or a run scored or an earned run or you know all those things that are so important to the game statistically, um, I think they become kind of fake there in the extra innings. And Bobby, I mean, I I was reading earlier today over on The Athletic, uh, Jason Stark, who does a great job for them covering baseball, was writing about some of the trends that we've seen so far this year. And for baseball as a whole, the batting average in the month of April was 232. And that would be, if it sustained over the course of the season, the worst batting average we've ever seen in the history of the sport. And in April, we saw 
a thousand more strikeouts than we did hits. Uh, Bobby, when you watch baseball today and you compare it to the game that you played and the game that you managed uh, almost a decade ago now, uh, are you able to even recognize sometimes the sport that you're watching as it relates to what you previously were involved with? Well, it it is a different game. Um, You know, when the father and his son sit there and watch it, um, they're there's a lot of talk about it being boring. And the reason that it's boring is because they took all the things that the father and the son used to talk about out of the game. You know, they, they have uh, velocity and they have velocity off the bat. And other than that, there's nothing to expect out of it at bat. And I think that that's um, regretful. And, you know, that's the front offices determining, uh, you know, what they were going to pay. That's, that's people who, didn't really appreciate the game the way it was trying to make the game something other than, than, than it should be. And, and I'm not, I'm not happy about that. I, I think that, um, you know, the, the true appreciation of the game was to play the game, not to just hit the ball or throw the ball. And, um, it, it's gotten down to that. And, um, I, I think that's regretful. What would you like to see done to change that? Are there any rules that you would like to see change? Is there something that you think can be done to get it closer to what we saw 10 years ago, at least? Well, I don't know about closer to what we saw, just closer to what, you know, the game uh, should be. You know, they they called the game small ball uh, here in the last 20 years. That's baseball. Um, and the the reward has got to be for people who can play baseball, not people who hit it over the fence or throw it a hundred miles an hour. So I think it just has to be a different mindset on those who are paying the people to play. And then I think the people could play um, the way, you know, the game can be appreciated. Otherwise, you know, it, it just becomes an exhibition, you know, again, who could throw it hard and who could hit it far. Uh, that's, that's not my cup of tea. Bobby, final question that I have for you, and thanks again for spending some time with us here this morning. When you look back on your career with the Mets, what comes to mind immediately as one of your favorite memories or something that you look back on that you are immensely proud of? What are the things that immediately come back into mind for you? Well, the body of work is what I'm proud of. You know, I took over a team that was, uh, you know, in in – this disrepair, let's say, that fans didn't like, that uh, the media made fun of and turned it into a, a real franchise where we can actually go head-to-head against a team across town that was spending more money than uh, the U.S. Met was printing. And, um, you know, the, Met, that the Mets kind of got out of a hole that they were in and became a team that people could be proud of. Uh, I, that's what I look at. Uh, as the the great memory, the the games, of course, you know, we had you know, Robin Ventura's home run with the bases loaded, turned into a single, Piazza's home run that uh, turned the frowns upside down, you know, uh, replacing uh, the Atlanta Braves National League uh, champ to the first time in like 13 years or whatever it was. You know, there there were a lot of cool memories of games and people and and situations, and I was glad to be part of them. Bobby, thanks so much for hopping on with us today. All the best to you and yours, and uh, enjoy your time over at Sacred Heart. We always appreciate you hopping on with us. Thanks so much. 
you guys have fun. Enjoy the season. It's only May, and uh, there's a lot of baseball ahead. Take Absolutely. Care.